Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this Xbox podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's Xbox gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. A small note about the show this week, I'm actually recording on September 12th, which is Thursday night, when I normally record over the weekend. This is because I'm leaving for a cruise. As a result, I'll be back next weekend, and I will incorporate any news that came out after the time of recording into next week's episode, so this one might be a little short, and next week a little bit long. So to start the show, as always, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Greedfall, The Walking Dead The Telltale Definitive Series, Blasphemous, Gears 5 of course, and Borderlands 3. The games coming out this week are as followed. Bus Simulator, Rebel Cops, Samurai Showdown, Shimarzo Hasame, Mabel in the Wood, Truck Driver, The Sojourn, Rebound, Dodgeball Evolved, and Niflheim. Now on last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Resident Evil spin-off Project Resistance trailer details 4v1 co-op. Marielle Moon at Engadget writes, Capcom has revealed a new video for its upcoming Resident Evil spin-off, Project Resistance, that shows how the multiplayer game works. The survival horror title is apparently a 4 vs 1 asymmetrical co-op game similar to Dead by Daylight, allowing you to play one of the four survivors or the mastermind trying to kill them off. You have to fend off monsters and get through obstacles if you play as one of the survivors, who each have a special skill. If you play as the mastermind, you'll be able to lock the doors the survivors have to go through, place creatures in their mist, shoot them with gun-equipped cameras, or even attack them by controlling zombies directly. You can now sign up for a chance to take part in a closed beta test if you want to give a game a try and see if it's worth getting. A closed beta period begins on October 4th at 3 a.m. Eastern and ends on October 7th at 3 a.m. You'll have to be a Resident Evil Ambassador program member for the PS4 or an Xbox Insider program member. If you get chosen to participate, you'll receive an email with instructions on September 30th around 3 a.m. Eastern. The Resident Evil franchise is one of my favorite franchises out there, but I can't say this game does too much for me. I am really interested to see though if they make this a free-to-play game, which will get more people involved to try it, but only time will tell. Number 2. Sea of Thieves Smuggler's Fortune Update is now live and it adds pets. Nicole Carpenter of Polygon writes, Sea of Thieves developer Rare is continuing to roll out monthly updates to the game, this time with September's free Smuggler's Fortune patch. Smuggler's Fortune is available beginning today, new voyages are available for all players, including free-to-accept mercenary voyages from the Bilge Rats. These will allow players to earn doubloons. September's Rag and Bond Voyages are a special twist on cargo runs, which require players to find hidden crates to deliver, but the most important part of the update, pets. Both monkeys and parrots have been added to see if these with the Smuggler's Fortune update. They're available at a new premium store called the Pirate Emporium. A new currency, Ancient Coins, was introduced specifically for the store. Ancient Coins can be bought on the Xbox Store or in Sea of Thieves using real money, but you can also earn them in in in-game. New emotes and ship liveries are also sold at the Pirate Emporium. One of the first sets is called Bear and Bird, inspired by Rare's Banjo-Kazooie franchise. New items are also available at Duke's Black Market, where players can spend the blooms to buy new stuff. In September, players are able to purchase Sea of Thieves' Fearless Bone Crusher set, which was previously available last year. Players can use gold to purchase less exclusive items like deep ocean crawler weapons, in the shop too. Lastly, Rare says there's a ton more loot lost to T for players to find. Increase your pirate fortune by taking down ancient skeletons. Rare new enemies who carry ancient coins that can be spent in the pirate emporium. Rare wrote in a blog post describing the update, players will also be able to find hordes of treasure by sinking skeleton sloops and stealing their goods. More free updates and more new content for all those pirates out there playing Sea of Thieves. Number 3. Control DLC announced with Alan Wake crossover tease. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Remedy has announced that four DLC updates will be available for Control in the coming months, adding a variety of new modes and story expansions. 
Control's upcoming content roadmap begins this fall with a photo mode allowing players to pause the game and take photographs of Jesse in the oldest house. Following December is Expeditions, a new game mode in which Jesse must help Security Chief Arish explore the formation. This mode will involve some of the greatest challenges in the game and will demand the best gear and abilities. Both Expeditions and Photo Mode will be available for free of charge. 2020 will see two new paid expansion packs added to Control, the Foundation, and AWE. The Foundation will release early in the year and take a closer look at the oldest house. Jesse must explore what lies beneath the bureau, which sounds particularly sinister. AWE launches in mid-2020 and will take place in a new part of the building, the Investigation Sector, where the bureau investigates altered world events. Interestingly, the artwork for AWE features the three initial splits horizontal, with artwork from Control in the lower half, and the cover artwork for another Remedy game, Alan Wake in the top half, featuring Alan shining a flashlight straight ahead. Will AWE function as a concrete crossover between Control and Alan Wake? There's plenty of time to play through the base game in the meantime, and it runs better ever now thanks to a performance patch. I've been very interested in Control as I liked Quantum Break. Unfortunately, with such a big backlog right now, I'm not trying to purchase any of these new games, and I do suspect that maybe in a year or so this game will come to Game Pass, or I'll certainly check it out there. Number 4. Call of Duty Modern Warfare's beta starts today, here's when you'll be able to play. Austin Gosselin at Polygon writes, Modern Warfare, the latest new Call of Duty game, isn't set to arrive until later this year, but fans will have a chance to check the game out during its beta this month. The beta will eventually be available on all three platforms that the game will come out on, but the timing for each one is a little confusing. For the Xbox members here on this show, PC and Xbox One for people that pre-ordered will be available September 19th to the 20th, and in all platforms, the open beta will be September 21st to the 23rd. I cannot wait for this year's Call of Duty. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is one of my favorite games of all time, and I've seen nothing but good things from this game. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Number 5. EA launches a Pride Cloud Gaming Trial with four games. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, EA has announced its Cloud Gaming Technical Trial that will allow fans to test out EA's cloud technology with such titles as FIFA 19, Titanfall 2, Need for Speed Rivals, and Unravel. EA's Chief Technology Officer Ken Moss took to Medium to discuss EA's biggest public-facing step towards cloud-based future since its announcement of Project Atlas last year, and fans can now sign up for a chance to try it out for themselves. This test's main purpose is to gather more inputs at scale at test performance and quality of service in a variety of network conditions and a multiple server routing scenarios. This test will be focused on COD gaming on PC. VA's goal is to allow gamers to play anywhere on any device that they choose. I wanted to throw this in there as this is obviously a direct competitor with Project xCloud, which we're all very intrigued and excited to hopefully try out this fall. More competition in the space is good, yet I can't imagine this service for EA will really go anywhere. Number 6. Bioware's Anthem added to EA's subscription services. Luke Plunkett at Kotaku writes, Anthem's anonymous fall from Bioware's next big thing to Oh Dear hasn't hit rock bottom just yet, as today it was announced that the game is being added to EA subscription catalogs. Both EA Access and Origin Access subscribers will be able to download and play the base game for free as of today across PS4, Xbox One, and PC, with Origin Premier customers who already had access to the base game getting upgraded to the fancier Legion of Dawn edition instead. Anthem, a new IP from Mass Effect and Dragon Age creators Bioware, was only released in February this year. Its development was a nightmare, its review scores were middling, and after delays its major updates haven't been worth the wait. Still, to see it hit EA Access today alongside other games like Ukulele and Checks Notes, Ultimate Chicken Horse, is wild. It'd be easy to write this off as just another rung the game is hitting on its way down the ladder to oblivion, but who knows? In this day and age, there's no telling what can happen to a game after launch. Fortnite, Warframe, and Rainbow Six Siege all survived so-so releases to end up thriving. 
And by landing on EA and Origin Access and getting access to a player base that didn't have to pay full retail price for this to get their hands on it, Anthem might get the boost it needs to turn things around, or it might not. As I've said on this show, I liked Anthem when it came out, I loved the gameplay mechanics and the story, but not enough to keep me interested and none of my friends played, so I quickly fell off as soon as I beat the main game. And number 7, the Game Awards set December air date for 5th anniversary show. Jordan Serrani at IGN writes, The Game Awards 5th anniversary show will air on December 12th, producer Jeff Cayley announced on Thursday. This year's show will celebrate the act of creation as I turn the stage over to a group of visionary teams selected to share their new project with you, Keeley wrote on Twitter. More information on this year's show, nominees, game premieres, performances, and other details will be revealed in the coming weeks. The annual award show will be held in Los Angeles at the Microsoft Theater. Tickets are now available through AXS. I had to include this in here as I'm all about the hype. I love these award shows and press conferences as we learn new things about the industry and get to celebrate our favorite medium as a whole. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this time it's about how Microsoft and Xbox tried to get into gaming. Credit to Andrew Smith at TheGamer.com. Buying their way in. Before even approaching Sony, Bill Gates had attempted to buy out two giants in the video game industry. He had no doubt about the company's ability on the software side of things, but he felt that having a company with experience in the form factor and hardware would be beneficial. He set out to present a plan to both Nintendo and Sega about making the hardware. Having either company make the hardware would have been a defining moment for Microsoft. They had already done the software side of things on the Dreamcast, so it made perfect sense that they would do it again with the Xbox. The Sega deal ended up failing through due to the want for SegaNet to be a part of the Xbox. As for Nintendo, it was a flat out no, but Bill Gates did toy with the idea of buying the company outright for $25 billion. Well, what could have been if they partnered with them or if Microsoft had bought Nintendo? A strange world that would have been. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, leave a review, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've been playing Gears 4 with my friend who had never played it before in anticipation and excitement for Gears 5. Unfortunately, as I'm not going on vacation for the week, I cannot start Gears 5 and it is crushing me a little bit. As soon as I get back, I have no other plans but to play that game. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.